0: Welcome back to DM Nastics, the gym for dungeon masters to work out their minds. I'm one of your hosts, DM Neil, aka Jote Maniac.
1: And it's me, your other host, DM Celeste, aka Sea Witch.
0: Dun, dun, dun. And it's been a long time. It has. Dear listener, you don't know that, but for us, it's been a long time, just <laughs> yes. based on our personal recording schedules. But we're going to jump back in today with another article. And again, I think it speaks to the base concept. Because this is definitely not what I thought I was going to get when I read it, hmm. because I'm so used to all of the other articles that we've read. But which article are we looking at today?
1: Yeah, so we're looking at Dungeons and Dragons, 10 Random Encounters for On the Road. Uh, and this is published in The Gamer, and it by Rosa Baumgartel. Cool, wow. I don't think we've seen anything from Rosa yet.
0: No, but I mean, talk about an NPC name.
1: Yeah. Right there. Yeah.
0: Baumgartle. Done.
1: Baumgartle. I, I'm just guessing. I went with my instincts on how to say that, so I'm sorry, Rose, if I totally <laughs> butchered that.
0: But yeah, this is its an interesting one because I feel like and I don't want to get too into the weeds because that almost feels like more of like, you know, main topic thing, but the idea of like how how many encounters do you really have when you're on the road? Mm. Even the ones you do have, how big do you make them? Because it, you know, on one hand, every everyone kind of knows that are is it meaningful? Is it not meaningful? Are you trying to make it meaningful? Do you, so. They're tough. Let's yeah. just throw it out there. Let's We're,
1: just say yeah. Five E doesn't make it easy to have exploration based encounters, which on the road would typically kind of fall into that category. So it's hard. Yeah. So I'm 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 eager to hear what Rose has come up with.
0: So, initially, my thought was, you know, concepts and then just general ideas and, like, a smattering of, you know, almost, like, one-sentence blurbs like for... Little hooks or, yeah, yeah, a little flavor No? no? But no. as an alternative version, Rosa decided that each of these would be more of, like, a fleshed-out... Oh. Like... I almost like if I copy paste this into something like home brewery, oh. and, you know, get the the water splotches yeah. and get a couple, you know, a couple pieces of art. It feels almost like something that you could find on on the guild. Cool, which just felt very, very almost on for like, an
1: article. Like, yeah, but I thought so too. It an like, this, article, but Yeah,
0: <laughs> I'm like, this isn't this isn't how this goes. But then that's the thing. If I assumed that that was how it went and chose then because of that not to read it mm-hmm. then I wouldn't have gotten the experience that I did yeah oh. so oh. Um, so we can we can go through and we can pick a couple because like I said they're more fleshed out than I was expecting
1: yeah okay well yeah let's just dive in number 10 oh wow I will also say great art throughout this yeah. and I really like all the piece names are listed on the, the thing with the artist names. That's pretty cool.
0: Well, yeah, well done. Well nice. done on your attribution. And for number 10, we have Shifty Traveling
1: Merchant. Ah. Oh, wow. It's like a whole thing.
0: That, that's, <laughs> that was the most surprising part. We're literally. OK, so heading towards the party is a small coach with two horses, hurriedly driven onwards. Upon interacting with the sweaty driver, the players may determine that he's in a rush and trying to get away from a mob that's chasing after him. The salesman has been visiting small towns and villages selling wyvern oil uh, in exchange for valuable possessions from desperate townsfolk. Uh If the players refuse... To let him leave, he's willing to sell the possessions at a massive discount and continue mm-hmm. to outrun the angry mob. Many of these items are mere trinkets and silverware, but if they sift through the junk, the party can uncover common magical items.
1: Okay, well, this is, so this is really interesting because it kind of strikes a balance between specific and opening, like leaving enough room for you mm-hmm. to put your in your own stuff cuz it doesn't define what common magical items are in there and it doesn't say what Weirven oil is or what it is used for if it or if it is fake we assume it's probably like snake oil right yeah. because there's a mob chasing him but why are they desperate what does wyvern oil fix i don't know
0: yeah and like i said it, it i can just see this like on the guild yeah totally um, you know you know, pay what you want or ninety-nine cents, one ninety-nine, something around that range, it's just like, here's ten encounters for your on-the-road traveling. Okay. It's really straightforward. There's a lot you could do with the merchant. The other I think is finding that merchant that feels almost out of place. Right. And are they or you know, are they hiding themselves as this merchant, but they are in fact someone else. And yeah. notable and notable NPC for your campaign is it someone else is it just fun Mm -hmm. um yeah those are the other ideas i think of with this one
1: yeah it's cool they're almost more like uh like inspirational prompts yeah all right i dig it i'm I'm ready to hear more of these this is kind of cool
0: Okay, so okay. I read that one in okay. its entirety yeah. j- just to give the, the the feel for what we're really working through. We we definitely won't read them all, but I wanted to make sure we convey <laughs> properly conveyed what's happening right now. So number nine is a moral quandary.
1: Whoa. Okay, so, all right, so looking so beyond the tree line, party spires. Okay, so there's a house on fire. There's a big crowd outside. They're all holding buckets, but refusing to help extinguish the fire. And there are two people who are actually trying to save the house all by themselves, begging for people to help. Uh, and okay, and so the house that's on fire uh, is owned by a wealthy family and the family heavily taxes the locals, so they're bad. Okay. They also point out the gold doesn't burn. Okay, so they're letting the house burn down to ransack it. Oh my that's god! What
0: that's what their buckets are for. Whoa! Are to pick up stuff later on. Wow. Yeah. So does the party choose to help, or choose to wait, or yeah. choose to leave?
1: Yeah. Okay, because it's the yeah it's the home of some rich snobby people uh, versus these <laughs> villagers literally watching it burn. Uh, <laughs> wow. That is interesting. I like it as like a a little social kind of encounter. That's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, and again, that that, it really lays into like that. Okay, but let's say I do, you know, you or I have our parties go through that sort of thing. It's difficult for that not to be not to feel like it's meaningful. Yeah, and you know, and that doesn't really change because you know the the perspective is, I mean, for the most part, you when i say you you're also looking at it through the lens of someone who's producing an actual play to be listened to so the likelihood that any of that time and space that you take up is trivial and not e- we'll just say that word just just for an easy frame of reference is very low your yeah. players know that and you like that's kind of the agreement but at the same time if i just do this at my home game the likelihood that my players will think this is a trivial trivial encounter is also very low yeah. there's no like i don't envision my players being like, well that was fun. <laughs> and then just, you know, just gallop on to yeah, the next thing.
1: Yeah, there's definitely like a what's going on with these villagers. Like clearly some we have we have another layer taker. There is absolutely an adventure here, right? What yeah. is yeah, what's the situation? Um yeah, this would definitely spin into more of a story, I think, or an arc than an encounter.
0: Yeah, a lot yeah, with a lot of follow up. Yeah, I guess that's it, it, this beg this begs to be followed up. Yes, kind of thing. This next one maybe not. Um, so basically, your party's walking through. Oh, so this one is entitled "Surprise Party." So your party's walking through the forest. Lo and behold, whoo! And they get like your classic pulled up into the tree line with a blanket or net or whatever. And all these people are like excitedly coming out of the woodworks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Only to realize that you are not the person that they were trying to capture. They were trying to capture their friend to, like, scare them and give them the surprise <laughs> party. Uh, oh so the big hope here in the prompt, the hope is that none of your players start attacking these four innocent <laughs> townsfolk who are just, like, playing a prank on are just on
1: playing friend. a prank. Oh, my God. This feels like such a disaster. Oh, yeah. Happen. Just murder. Oh How God. dare you? Yeah. Wow. Um. These are really interesting. Cause yeah, they're definitely like, if if you have a party that is just like in a rhythm, right? Like here's what we do every session we go here, there's a fight, we have it done. Like throwing something like this at them would be a really good way to shake things up and remind them that, you know, not everything is formulaic
0: for sure. And then my favorite is the line at the end is they're invited to attend the party as an apology. <laughs>
1: And that's the other thing nice. is, uh,
0: because what do you do, you know, what do you do from there? Do you, is it a bigger question of, okay, if the person's not here, then where are they? Yeah. Um, does that become important or um, do they go to the party and then that's it? Or, you know, there's a lot of things you could spin out from there. But again, it'd be tough. Uh, you know, I, I feel like almost you you need to be able to have that conversation with your players that this isn't yeah more this is this is here this is something to kind of, like you're saying like breaking up the not even monotony just the that kind of cycle just like break that cycle this is super funny uh, you know it's, it's a oh it's just just this mistake we're so sorry yeah um kind can, of scenario
1: i can see these working as like Sometimes, like, when we do, you know, downtime-style sessions Mm -hmm. or episodes, like, these would be really good, like, random either complications for downtime activities or, like, events that happen during that because they are, you know, a little bit lighter and a little more story focused. I can see things like this really shining in that situation. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and again, like, finding, you know, the space and place, like, you know, again, and it is very fun for both of us to be here because again most of the things I write are just for a home table almost everything you write is to, to be produced actual play again ho- home table but because I think about like how interesting of a single session could you have from this experience with one of your players yeah um like you said they are having that downtime moment and then you go through this debacle <laughs> where they've been captured but invited to a party but then and even you know for you or me we could have that be a touch point of an npc that they now Mm -hmm. know like you know do they connect better with with you know this person was named ash but do they connect with that npc whose party it was supposed to be and now you have that point of reference um and everyone from the party you'll probably not remember them but they They will will remember you (laughs) remember that you were the person they kidnapped when they should not have oh boy Oh, what do we ask for okay. s- number seven?
1: Number seven, I just love this title, Ominous Rock. Okay, it's pretty hard to miss it. Far along off the road, maybe in the plains or mountains, there stands a 10 foot tall boulder. So when approached, the rock comes gently. So the party finds the rock, and to add more mystery, residents of the closest village warn the travelers about the rock. They mumble prayers and whisper about it. There's a the big secret about this rock is that it is a normal rock. <laughs> there's no magic no cool backstory uh if the <laughs> if the adventurers don't leave it alone then maybe the big rock of paranoia ends up as the campaign's big bad watch them totally obsess over uh-huh. this stone. <laughs> oh my god rosa who hurt you
0: <laughs> yeah so this is so the funniest <laughs> the funniest version of that is like so if if anyone that's watching some of the more recent like D direct or things that are they're coming along the way one of the things that have been alluded to is that the black obelisks yeah. that have been showing up oh my gosh what if they didn't mean anything obviously yeah. i obviously that's not what's going to happen but how funny would that be where it's like no they're just normal <laughs> they're rocks. Just, rocks. nothing's happening rocks
1: whoa um yeah again a fun, a very funny thing to put on a random encounter table for sure
0: yeah i don't i don't know that i could make them meaningless if i'm gonna put a rock and have them go out there i don't know that i could do that i mean at least not long term um i think i feel like i eventually have to make something out of them but maybe i don't this next one this next one is you um, use, use at your own risk It only worked. This can only work to the degree at which it can work for your table because this one is entitled A Haunting Display. Oh, boy. Where basically there's like a 50 foot tall tree that is covered. So covered in clean bones, it's difficult to see the tree itself. Oh, boy. And the levels to which that 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 can be because I think of um, I think of the scene out of 300 where they make a tree of people. And so the varying degrees to which this can be, depending on what your campaign is, if this is called Cthulhu, let's go. We're all in and we're going to have some sanity checks based on what you've seen. Or is it something else? Is it something darker? Have you already alluded to the fact that something like this could potentially be showing up because you're going deeper into um, a specific area that's been controlled by a necromancer for, you know, a thousand years? And something like this is not shocking. It's only confirming the things that you've already known. Uh, but yeah, I think it could work really well.
1: Did you see the the second paragraph? So if somebody disturbs the roots they find heaps of nicely wrapped gifts, like boxes and parcels tied with string and shiny and new and... Yeah, so that's the contrast with the horrible tree. That's so bizarre. It's me, (laughs) (laughs) Krampus. Yes, for every murder, you get a present, little girl. Like, what the heck? Yeah, that's a weird mystery for sure. Um, My players would not be able to leave that alone. Absolutely not. It would have to become a whole thing. Yeah. It
0: would be, it would in fact be a whole
1: thing. thing. There's 0% chance this wouldn't be a whole thing. Okay. Well,
0: interesting. Next one.
1: (laughs) Couples counseling. Soon after setting off at sunrise, the party comes upon a heated argument. uh, So, two people fighting. If the party intervenes, Uh, the couple explains they agreed to a duel, uh, to sort out who is wrong. Okay. Oh, it's a married couple that are dueling with each other. Uh, she's convinced only married her to get a state. Now he intends to sail it. Whoa. He accusing his wife of making a deal with a local mage to force him to fall in love with her. What the hecky? Okay. Wow. All right. So basically it's just two people to have in this fight, uh, and the party has to decide what they want to do about it.
0: Yeah. Whoa! You just hang out and watch these two people duel, like kill each it, it, other, yeah, or yeah.
1: like, <laughs>
0: huh? Yeah, how much follow up is it? You know, are you, are you hunting the mage down? Yeah, are you looking deeper into the family that you know that this wife is attached to? Are you? not doing nothing moving yeah i is, think is i doing... think
1: you could only really use this if you knew you had like a nosy bart in your party who just needs oh, yeah. to get in everybody's business um because otherwise i think i think your average d d player would just go no thank you and then walk walk around that walk right around that
0: just like your average person yeah oh yeah' no, like, you see you. two
1: people two people duking it out in the grocery store parking lot you are not going to want to be part of that Okay. I'm going <laughs> to drive in. right I'm past that. Uh, pretend, put your headphones in and pretend music is playing. Goodbye. Um, well, okay. What's the next one? A good
0: deed. Mm. So at the edge of town, a young dwarven girl is singing and basically she's terrible. Yeah. And, oh, no. and doing so is being made fun of, but it, basically it's like a young dwarven bard who's using their skills to like make money like you know basically busking to get by and they're not very good at it so mm. like do you know and this npc is going to refuse if you know the players are like oh here's some gold no 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 you worked hard for that and i'm working hard for what i'm getting that you know that's how this works and then the funny thing is do they show her how to do something else like juggling or gambling <laughs> it's like oh, oh okay
1: yeah. I, again, this totally, I think, depends on what kind of party you have. Um, whether or not somebody's gonna care or get invested in this this poor stranger. Yeah, that's that's really interesting.
0: I would say because depend I mean, depending on your players, like, and depending on how, d- depending on your players, and depending on how they want to play their characters, there's nothing to say that that some of your players may just join the people making fun of her. Like, you know, depending on, you know, what what type of people. In characters you have at the table so again every, everything with caution yeah every, speak oh my oh, god. Speaking of, this is one this is probably one of my favorites
1: okay you do it Questionable tell, tell us combat. yes
0: wow so basically you're, you're just wandering along and out of the woods jumps the most disheartened goblin <laughs> just one i'm gonna get just
1: one i'm gonna get you, just
0: yeah, gonna get you. <laughs> this you're like wait what and, and basically like they hit they hit the players and or the PCs and do non-lethal damage. <laughs> like, their their heart is just not into it. Aww. So, do your PCs stop and say, "Hey, what's, what's going, going on, on here,
1: <laughs> buddy? Are you okay?" And,
0: and so, basically, this person was guiding a group of smaller goblins. Thought they heard a group of rival <laughs> rival goblins and then ran off and now they feel bad, and their hearts just not
1: in the game Yeah, anymore. And they just wanna make it look like they got beat up before going back to their people.
0: Yep. Oh, that's what, yeah, that, yeah.
1: Wow, that, this is excellent. This is something I would absolutely use. <laughs> I like yeah. to introduce people, uh, maybe like if they're heading towards a village or something like where the goblin lives, like have this encounter on the way there so then maybe, like, if they do make peace with it or whatever, the goblin can kind of bring them back to, you know, the location. And then maybe they can be in on some kind of story or deal, right? Yeah. Oh, man, this is this is funny. It would be hard to sell this mechanically, I feel like, but, yeah. Like, do you roll initiative? Like, because this guy is just gonna get exploded uh, if if he you know doesn't go first hmm
0: how willing are the pcs to lie right about the whole process of like do they beat this goblin up a little but then understanding that the next step then is to go find these children goblin children that have been stolen and obviously you know a big part of this conversation is what you know re- what role do you have goblins playing in your world mm-hmm. from you know there, they've been pcs um in your game several times before or is this the introduction of that concept but um yeah i agree the hardest part is selling the initial part where this goblin does not die a terrible
1: time. right yeah getting him not murdered for long enough to like for the pcs to realize he's dealing like non-lethal damage and having a fake fight you know oh man okay well okay. oh the, the next one up uh-huh. my alley love this art Okay, so the next one is called Fairy Ring. Uh, so the players look for a clearing to make camp. They stumble across a ring of brightly colored mushrooms, uh, reveal it's a circle to the Feywild. Uh, stepping in the ring, presenting the mushrooms with a small gift, will uh, whisk them away to the Feywild. Um, oh, cool. And so that's that's pretty much just it. Once you figure that out, you can use this ring to quick travel to random places uh, in the world. Um, cool. Cool. So that's pretty neat, just yeah. finding this this thing in the woods, and then, like, what do you do with it, right? With this knowledge, do you tell anyone? Do you use that? Like, that's pretty, that's pretty rad.
0: Yeah, in random places. I mean, there's so many. Again, it, it, all of these are written very well in the sense that there is a lot here, and in a lot of ways, a person could just... Not do anything and then still have a successful encounter, but they do leave a lot of things to be questioned. Because my thought is like, okay, you're implying that I'm going to the Feywild, but you're also kind of implying that like, am I just using the Feywild as a go between of here and there, or am I spending any actual time in the Feywild? Because the second I am, I got a lot of additional questions yeah. of who's going well, to see me do that. Is that How a long problem? am I actually in the <laughs> Yeah.
1: Am I stuck what there? Part of the how Feywild? Do I get back, you know.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or is it, yeah, or is it, you know, you think of like the more of that ethereal jaunt sort of right. vibe where I'm touching the edges of the ethereal plane or am I doing that here? Am I touching the edges of the Feywild and that's getting me to that random spot in Feyrune. And you say random, how random? Is it random is every it really time? really
1: random? Are there mushroom rings wherever you show up? Like, is this like a network, you know? Like, that kind of... Because if it is a true teleportation circle, then it might be connected to other ones, you know? Like, there's a lot going on here. So I actually just, just kind of like this one, too, um, as an interesting resource, potentially, to throw out your party.
0: And a fun one, because, yeah, even if you are only touching the edges of the Feywild, that's enough.
1: Because also, if there is a way for creatures to come through this place too, that's interesting. If you discover that and you're like, uh oh, this is like right outside a little village of like peaceful peasants. Is this a problem? <laughs> you know? Uh, Eventually. No, it'll be fine. Uh, oh, this last one evocative name creepy companion. Oh, for a truly unsettling adventure. After a long night's rest, the players find that their luggage has been rifled through, things removed from bag. After a thorough check, nothing is missing, except the party's nerve. Each night, whenever someone fails a perception check, an invisible brownie darts out from the tree line and quickly searches the belongings. It never seems to find what it's looking for, but for a few nights, it will be all the adventurers can think about. A minor encounter meant to give the dungeon master a little kick. Yeah. What? <laughs> that's so weird. Just, just messing with them. I'm just messing with them. Um, well, I have so many questions, though. I feel like maybe I'm the player in this situation. I'm like, what is it? What does it want? What's going on?
0: Yeah. They didn't look through like each bag each night, so it's only one bag at a time, and that's why it's coming back because it's clearly not finding what it wants. Yeah. Uh, this is also, I also like the.
1: Intr- oh, go for
0: it. Well, the idea that, like, if someone fails, it, it's a really interesting mechanical and narrative concept. The idea that this brownie is aware enough of successful perce- perceiving, which seems, which having not really thought about it in that way before, makes a lot of sense. Like, it, it, what? It fits into every, like, movie trope, TV yeah. trope, everything like that. Like, oh, these guards are really attentive. And, like, so clearly I can't do this. I need to go do this other thing instead. Or, oh, we need to try tomorrow night. Was a, and it just was a simple, very simple concept where it's like, oh, well, yeah, this, this creature is aware enough to say, oh, you're doing a good job at perception. Well, then I can't do anything. Oh, you're not. You're falling asleep. You're spending too much time on the other side of camp. Oh, I can. I think it's just a really interesting thing.
1: This is something I've actually played with, like, as a potential design thing. Like, what if, you know, somebody's, like, stealth score and perception score were were the same? Because what if creatures that are good at sneaking up on people are probably really good at knowing when people are sneaking up on them? Like, that kind of... That kind of play back and forth, something I've definitely thought about before. I was just gonna say this is interesting because Brownie isn't a stat block uh that exists in Five E or, or from Wizard's Five E. If you oh, do okay. if you do need one, guys, uh check out Cobalt Press's Tome of Beasts three. I believe we do have a brownie stat block. So oh, that's, funny. that's an interesting little little oddity. Uh but yeah. just warning you, you will not find one. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> if you use this, so well, I mean, that's why the that's why the adjective associated is invisible brownie. Invisible
1: brownie, yes. Uh, so, yeah, it doesn't need stats; it's invisible. I don't know why I can see it. <laughs> oh,
0: that's awesome!
1: Cool. All well, right, Rosa, this was you gave me a lot to think about. I enjoyed it. Thank you, Rosa. Not what I expected either.
0: But if you enjoyed that and you want to head over to your podcatcher of choice and leave us a rating and review, that is always appreciated every single time.
1: Yeah, yeah. And if you want to reach out, uh, you can always email us at dmnastics at gmail.com. Uh, and make sure to follow us on Twitter at Diemnastics, me personally at C. Conowich, Neil at Jotemaniak, and for everything else on the network, visit blockpartypodcastnetwork.com.
0: As always, a huge thank you to the Bards over at Bombarded for intro and outro music, and for everything else that they're doing, you can head over to bombardedcast.com Let's head to the post-workout cool down and stretch with the light bulb light bulb so today i i don't know what we're gonna talk about oh so- yeah i have
1: Hello. Hi, everything. Hi, yeah. So um, I wanted to share a really cool website tool that I have found recently, because if you all are like me and very stressed out all the time and don't have a lot of like time for planning your games or creative thinking or writing in general, uh, you might need a tool like what I've found on uh, FreeWrite. So FreeWrite.com is actually a website, they make these really cool devices that are like single use, all about focusing. So like draft only writer stuff. Uh, So it's all about focusing, like tuning everything else out of the world. And these devices are very cool, but very expensive. So I'm here to tell you about their free tool that they have on their website. Uh, It's called Sprinter. And essentially what it is, it's just like a web browser thing, totally free, you can log into, and it gives you like a 15 minute timer and like very minimal editing tools at all. And it's just a place to write. So you just do these like 15 minute writing sprints. So this is super great if you're like planning a game or you know you just need to build out a little bit of something for your world but you don't have a lot of time cuz it's just a 15 minute thing. You focus in there and like you just get your ideas out in one cool sprint. Uh, And so this is a tool I've been leaning on a lot, just doing like 15 minutes a day in the morning, like just for creative stuff, you know, before life gets hectic. So I definitely recommend you all check it out. Uh, You can go to sprinter.getfreewrite.com or just type in Sprinter or Freewrite and you'll be able to go there and, and play around with it. It's also got like a nice word count tracker and, you know, it counts that time for you. So super easy, totally free.
0: That's awesome. We'll have a link more directly to the Sprinter so that you're not terrified. Because if you, like me, just type in freewrite.com, you're going to be terrified by the numbers that are
1: Oh no, it's oh dear. Sprinter.getfreewrite.com. Follow the link. Uh Sprinter is is the keyword yeah. there. <laughs> Whoa, because if you don't, it's a lot. Oh geez. <laughs> oh geez, sorry. Um, but no, do this. Get a writing tool.
0: Yeah. And those oh We'll save it because we'll probably fight some others. This is a really good topic to have more conversations mm-hmm. around, um, just because, you know, um, my one. My father had many pearls of wisdom and one of the ones he always said is that he noticed that we had like as a society, we had transformed from the instant information mm-hmm. age to the constant yes. information age. And that was a, that, you know, we, you know, transitioned into that where, you know, my phone buzzes. But if I'm not paying enough attention to my phone, my watch is going to buzz to tell me the same thing. And I have, you know, just by chance in the time IT, I have three screens at my desk set up. Um,
1: And those are just your desktop screens, let alone, you know, your phone screens and, you know, smartwatches. And yeah, everything's pinging and bugging. And it is very hard to get like even just 15 minutes of focus like this. It is amazing how much you can accomplish if that is something you commit to uh, and just do every day. Yep.
0: Yeah. So fantastic. And again, we'll have a link. Yes. More directly. So you're so you're not the sticker shock does not blow your mind. But with that, we'll turn out the lights and head out of the gym. Before we go, though, I I want to implore you, the listener, to join the forums, the Discord, Twitter, and anywhere else you can find us and take part in these challenges, exercises, and other amazing conversations being had.
1: To do that, head over to dungeonmasterblock.freeforums.net and try some DMnastics so your players don't ask you, do you even live?"